listener production. What happened to the share market's stellar winning streak? And find out how the Aussie market fared over the course of this week. Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Friday, the 1st of September. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Laura. Stevie. Pinch, pinch and a punch, first day of the month. Oh, I'm surprised I didn't do that to you. Yeah. I'm like a child. I do do that. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. Look, brand new month. Do you know what that means? What does it mean? The end Tell of us. winter. Yeah. The start of spring. It is the first day of spring. Yep. And more importantly, even before mm-hmm. we get into market related stuff, mm-hmm. it's my birthday month. It is. How exciting. It's ve- I'm so excited. Um, it's, <laughs> You're bouncing out of your seat. It's still a number of weeks away, I believe, if I'm not it, mistaken, it but it is away. exciting. It's called birthday month. Happy birthday Duh. to you then. Thank you. You and can say that every day up until the 22nd. Probably not, but um, I'll say it at least more than <laughs> just, once. Just once on the day will do. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, September's kicked off. Not only is that your birthday month and the start of spring, it's the no more reporting season going to start getting dividend payments now yes, in coming months. Absolutely, Daylight saving is just around the corner, about a month away now. Uh, unfortunately, though, the market didn't care, did it? No, absolutely not. It was going in the opposite direction mm. of which we want it to and put an end to four straight days of wins. It was the first loss of the week, which is very sad. But to give it all away, we yeah. did end the week on a positive note and quite a positive note at that. We're up to Yep. So over the past five days, at least, our market rallied quite strongly. It's always hard to maintain that level of gain. So we're up like 2.7% over the first four days. Mm. You know, that's going to end at some point. There were, look, it could have been worse today. We were down at one stage by roughly half a percent. We only finished down by a little more than a third of a percent by the end Mm -hmm. of the day. There was plenty of updates out of China as well, most of which seem to be well-received by investors around the world. Uh, we had uh, updates showing that there was a bit more activity across some factories in the in China, which was quite unexpected. China also ramped up some support for its troubled property market, including uh, dropping or basically easing some borrowing rules. And then five of China's biggest banks reduced their interest rates to try and give things a bit of a boost as well. But um, So that at least helped the market over the course of the afternoon, but just not enough to get us into positive territory today. Yeah, but at least we didn't finish at the worst levels of the day, as you mentioned there. There were quite a few drivers of the week. So in a nutshell, it was mostly about optimism around the future of interest rates, both here Mm -hmm. locally and over in the US. So we had a strong lead in on Monday, of course, we had my mate JP speaking on Friday night, which which led uh, the US to end higher on Friday. That led us into a positive start during the week. We had inflation data. Sorry to interrupt quickly. Just for those that don't tune in daily, um, (laughs) Laura's friend JP is Jerome Powell, who's the head of the US Central Bank, the Federal Reserve. Not sure if they're actually great mates, but um, Laura is flying this one and uh, we'll just assume that they're great mates. Jerome Powell, the the central bank boss of the US. Yes, my mate JP. Sorry, that was a good interjection (laughs) there, actually. But we do assume that our listeners listen every day because why wouldn't you? But anyway, we also had inflation data happening here in Australia, which basically showed it's cooling at a faster pace than expected. So it came in at 4.9% on on an annual basis versus Mm -hmm. 5.2%, which was expected. Was there anything else? The final... Big week of the profit reporting seasons. We had Plenty. a number of stocks uh, out with uh, profit results, too many to mention, but included Flight Center, Helios, Brambles, uh, Harvey Norman, few stocks, X Dividend as well, which is the mm. cutoff for 
eligibility to dividend payments. So the big names were Woodside, Woolies, Telstra, IAG, and Santos. So that means anyone who bought stocks in any of those companies, say today onwards, they wouldn't be receiving the next dividend payments over the course of the next month or two. So as usual, there was plenty going on today, this week. So plenty of drivers for the market, unfortunately. Uh, Today, the declines were mostly due to a soft lead in from the US. And that's with investors waiting to see what happens from those job numbers tonight, which is a key point of discussion for the next interest rate decision. That's right. So let's look at different sectors on the market because it was pretty underwhelming. Mm. We only had three three sectors in positive territory. Energy Energy stocks stocks stood out. Did very well, lifting about one and a half percent today. Now, keep in mind, of course, that they did come under some pressure in prior days, especially Woodside, which went active yesterday. So it was down almost 4%. So that was a pretty big weight. And we also had some improvements from consumer discretionary and telcos, but, you know, quite underwhelming those improvements. Definitely, definitely. And the materials and banking sector as well was was quite a big weight on the overall market today. Um, in terms of over the week, in terms of sector performance, we did see all of the sectors managing to lift, which was really, really good news. I really like to see that. I, I've noticed you get very excited when every sector's I, I take it personally. Yeah. <laughs> How about today as far as um, dividends and that the like? Was there anything that held our market back? Yeah, well, of course, there were plenty of stocks trading ex-dividend today. I guess some of the biggest ones were Ampol. That was a little bit of a weight in the energy space, but we had enough gains through some of those other biggest stocks that helped lift the energy sector. Coles was another one. So yesterday we had Woolies, today was Coles. There were plenty of others, too many to name. We had Johns Ling, Link, Southern Cross Media, Gold Road Resources, Eagers Automotive. Exactly. And if we look at some stocks today that receive attention, Fortescue Metals was one of them, right? It fell by roughly 5% for pretty much most of the session, finished down by about 5.3 actually. So fell a little more at the close. And there've been a number of leadership resignations and departures this week. In fact, three, the mining boss, Fiona Hick, the chief financial officer, Christine Morris, and the departure of a member from the board who used to be one of the big guns at the Reserve Bank, Guy DeBell, who left um, not too long ago. So in the last two, three years, there have been plenty of departures um, in that group. That's a lot. Mm. That's a lot. So there have been questions asked, I guess, about the, the culture there and if it's, you know, if people are leaving because they're unhappy, which generally is the case. So, And this, of course, comes days after Fortescue released its latest profit results, which was its lowest annual result in three years. Costs were up 10%, profits down about 23%, and the dividend was down almost 20% as well. So this really had a lot to do with iron ore prices, and that's been the case for most of the iron ore miners. If iron ore prices are dropping, it's difficult for them to, you know, to post bigger profits and pay bigger dividends. Yep. So that was definitely a big weight in the mining space today. Owner of KFC, Collins Food, they hosted an annual general meeting today commenting on its performance over the past year and providing some insights on the year to come. So just to recap on its full year results from a few weeks ago, profits fell 77% over the year, even though it delivered a record revenue. And KFC Australia, so it's Australia's segment, surpassed $1 billion in sales for the first time ever. So that was a record. It's a lot of chicken. It is It is, mm. it is a lot of chicken, actually. Yep. I definitely can't eat that much chicken. You don't, not well, Kate. No, sorry. I hope not. No, not yep. KFC chicken. Chicken yes. breast, poached chicken, stop it. Well, a billion dollars worth of chicken. That's amazing. I probably could consume that you that much myself. 
Um, and and these lifts in in KFC Australia were mostly or partially due to its rollout onto Uber Eats, mm. making it even easier. I actually did notice KFCs on Uber Eats. I didn't realize that was a new initiative. I actually saw Sydney Airport post something today on their on Instagram. Eats, I believe no, I believe, but uh, <laughs> there's a KFC that's open at Sydney Airport. Oh yeah, that's going to do well. Yeah. That's going to do of well. Course, Some finger licking good. We have right no affiliation a with any fast food <laughs> brand, by the way. But just letting you know. Disclaimer. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, we do keep yes. hearing about uh, challenging trading conditions, mm-hmm. and again, it flagged inflation as a real problem for its business, which is no surprise. It said it expects its margins for much of 2024 to be impacted by this. But the good news is in the first seven weeks of FY24, it's seen positive same source store sales. So the company is pretty well positioned to navigate these trading conditions. Apparently, apparently there's demand for chicken. Yep, well, I guess so. Santos <laughs> was another, nothing to do with uh, poultry at all. 1.8% higher. This is one of the big energy stocks in Australia. So it's selling a small stake in its gas project in Papua New Guinea or LNG, liquefied natural gas. And it's selling this to the government there. Small stake, 2.6% of that asset for about 576 million US dollars. And there's an option to sell a bit more than that. So that basically means there's a possibility that they'll end up selling a larger stake. So if that ends up happening, it would be roughly 1.4 billion US dollars that it makes from selling a small stake. And it would still be, you know, one of the biggest investors in that deal anyway. Just a quick update on the Qantas situation as well. So yesterday its shares fell about 2% on the back of news that the competition regulator, so the ACCC, is taking Qantas to court over allegations that it sold more than 8,000 plane tickets for flights they already knew were cancelled. And they also claimed they delayed notifying clients of flight cancellations for up to 48 days. So today it was reported that the ACCC is seeking a record penalty of $250 million in fines in order to scare firms who misled customers. So that's definitely pretty scary to me. Shares ended another 1.5% lower today after that news. Yeah, tough one. So let's look forward to tonight because there are a few things to watch, but there's one that will probably be head and shoulders above the rest. I might have already given it away at the beginning. Yeah, non-farm payrolls Mm. or in English, an update on jobs, Mm. which is released once a month. So we're expecting to see a lift of 170,000 jobs. So anything higher than that could be a little bit concerning, could have markets a little bit scared, but anything softer than that could mean we're going in the right direction. Yeah. So the next time the US central bank, your mate JP, Mm. will make a decision on interest rates will be the 20th of September. And at the moment, the market reckons there's about a 90% chance that they'll just keep rates on hold and 11% chance that they'll actually raise rates. So this is exactly the type of information that could shift that around a little. Exactly right. And then moving on to next week, plenty coming up. The biggest here locally will be the RBA's rate decision. Even though we're expecting to see no lift, they could potentially surprise markets. Who knows? They could. It would be a surprise, though. It would be a big surprise, but you just you just can't you take it know. off the table. You I've, never know. You yeah. can't say it's impossible. Nothing's impossible, But my it's friend. close to it. <laughs> exactly right. But look, at the moment, for those wondering, so 2.30 p.m. Sydney time, Tuesdays, when the RBA will make a decision on interest rates. The last couple of months, they have not touched rates. And at the moment, the market reckons there's about roughly an 86% chance that they'll keep rates steady. 
a 0% chance of a rate hike. Mm. So the market thinks it's impossible, but we'll <laughs> wait and see. And uh, you know, a small chance of around 14% that they'll actually cut rates, which would be very unlikely. unlikely. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's what markets are thinking. Quite a few other things to watch if you trade US or Canadian markets. Both will be shut on Monday for public holidays. They get plenty of holidays over there. They do, but we were talking about this today. Right? We were talking they don't about really it. Get, the reason um, behind it. Leave. Yes. Well, very little. Like mm. the average is like 11, 11 days. Mm. It's how much annual leave they get in the US on average, which is not much. So they compensate with public holidays, it seems. Yes. And I think we get a better, better deal as well generally in Australia for parental leave too. Oh, that's good. I don't think they, they get much on that front either. Mm. What else? Well, we moved over to the US already, but I did want to mention yes. here in Australia, we'll yeah. also have GDP, so economic growth figures out on Wednesday, and some final remarks from Philip Lowe, the RBA boss. Yeah. So he's speaking on Thursday, his last speech. Last speech. Bittersweet, um, maybe. The, the speech is actually entitled Some Final Remarks, I yes. think. Yeah, it so, is Some Final Remarks, yeah. Um, so, you know, if this is his second last speech, it would be weird, wouldn't it? It would be weird, yeah. yeah. So, so I, would, I would assume it's the last one. Yeah. There's also plenty of companies trading ex-dividends. Yeah. So some of the big ones, there's too many to name. There's 120. Yeah. The big ones, Fortescue on Monday, Tuesday, Origin Energy, Pilbara, Thursday, BHP, Friday, WiseTech, big one in the tech sector. Yeah, so those are some stocks that could certainly hold the market back, particularly stocks like BHP and Fortescue because yes. they're, you know, the bigger end of town. There'll be a few energy stocks as well in there, like Beach Energy yep. on Monday, I believe, off memory. So, uh, and Bendigo and Adelaide Bank is another. Yeah, so that's there was too many. Yeah, um, too there's, many. There's plenty of companies paying divs as well. Yep. Not as many as going ex-div, no. but we have, you know, the likes of Macquarie Bank, JB Hi-Fi, Baby Bunting. We won't go through all of them. Then over in the US next week, nothing too, too major. Yeah, I think um, we've kind of already talked about most of the main mm. stuff. I mean... Probably in China is going to be more interesting. China will be one to watch. Because we get some updates on inflation there, which has yeah. been going backwards. So they've actually seen prices dropping. Which is um, concerning. Which is concerning Second as largest well. economy in the world. Yep. Yeah. So this is a, a sign amongst other things that their economy is not doing so well. And demand in China is quite low for, for products and services. Um, that's going to be out on Saturday, though, next Saturday, week. So it's yes. a long way away. We won't get to react to that, obviously, till the following week. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to wait. Let's leave it there for today, yeah, Stevie. I think How so. do you think about that? Yeah. Well, it's been a fun week, mm. but another fun week to come. Yes. Make indeed. sure you stay tuned. Have a great weekend, everyone. Happy Friday. Have a lovely weekend. Catch you back here Monday. Adios. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.